0: Welcome to She'er Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I hope that you can join us for the next quarter of an hour as my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, continues to teach a Bible study series on heavenly authority. We will be going right into the Sunday Sermon, delivered at the Church Fellowship of She'er Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. In this section on the position of women in heavenly authority, Pastor Greg has established a background in the Book of Judges based on Deborah, the godly prophetess and judge, who gently exercised her authority as, quote, a mother in Israel, and understood the need for the man Barak to lead the Lord's army. And Pastor went forward to the New Testament and showed how Deborah's example provided an important template for women in the church today. He discussed the significant role and offices of women in the New Testament church, as well as the restrictions placed on them by such scriptures as 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 34 and 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 11 through 12, which speak of submission and silence, as quote, the law also says. When we left off last time, Pastor Greg was explaining how the proper order required by these scriptures was to deal with our human nature and to avoid contention. Pastor taught how, in a very general sense, women tend to enjoy speaking out, while men tend to shirk responsibility and hide. But God is glorified when the man assumes the service God has called him to, be it in the family or in the church, and declares the word of the Lord. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg in this enlightening study.
1: The men ought to be out in front in authority. They should lead the charge into battle the way Barak was called. And though it's difficult to explain in the spirit, it's the nature of things. God is glorified by the man assuming his proper position. Because, as it says in 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, he is the image and the glory of God. But don't misunderstand that, because if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27, where that comes from, one of the places it comes from, it says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. But then it says, male and female, he created them, in the spirit. A woman is equal to a man. She can reason. She can love. She's a being made in the image of God. The man is in a direct image. He made the man in his image, but then it says male and female. He created them. In the spirit, they both have the same capacity to be in fellowship with God, to appreciate God, and there is no difference. And we'll speak about that in a moment. But too often, there are no men to do the work the men abandoned their responsibility like adam like the apostles who fled you know they were very brave we'll all stand by you lord and they fled like sheep like Barak. and god needs to raise up a deborah or like the women at the cross to do what the men haven't done and you think about amy carmichael you think of mary slessor they start works and they do the things of God that put the male believers to shame who won't do what they're supposed to do but godly women will always handle authority with true strength humility and an understanding of God's heart's desire what he wants for authority they're not going to do it domineering but they'll handle the authority with gentleness and submission, and not the reckless brazenness of their antithesis in the world. The authority and the strength of a Christian woman, Peter tells us, is based on an inner beauty. In 1 Peter chapter Three and verse 4 it's the hidden person of the heart he says he says an incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God that's where that that power comes from there can be great strength and power in a gentle spirit and i think i think that's what paul is alluding to in first corinthians chapter eleven when he says for this reason the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels difficult scripture to understand what's being talked about, what I think he's telling us, you know, that word authority there is power. The woman is given a power and given an authority as she stands there before the angels. That incorruptible beauty of a gentle, quiet spirit and the power that comes from that. Because you can see the angels saying as she stands there in the church, this is not one of the men God created this is not one given the strength and the position to speak how can she speak how can she prophesy and yet as she stands there with the head covered with the hair down around the face she is the very image of the gentle beauty that god creates in this world and in that softness in that gentle beauty as the hair is framing the face, as she stands there, not brazen, but in quiet submission to God. The power of God can come down upon her. She's seen before the angels having authority upon herself. She receives her power. She receives her authority by that gentle beauty inside of her radiating out. And she can speak the very words of God as God gives her prophecy. As God gives her revelation. In that submission, there's a power. In that gentleness, there's a power. In that gentle beauty inside that radiates out, there's a power that can silence even the angels. And she can work under the authority of God. And really, everyone can learn, male and female, that there is a time to talk, and there is a time to stay silent. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. We read that when we opened up in Ecclesiastes. We really all should learn that. It's a time that we have to talk, and when we're supposed to talk, we should talk. And there's a time that we stay silent. And when we stay silent, there can be power to silence. So what do we conclude? It's as though the Lord was saying that in the assembling of the congregation, the woman should remain silent, for it is through the man that he is glorified. But in so doing, she becomes greater than he, because she becomes like unto the Lord Jesus himself, who stood silent even unto death. There was a time that he needed to stay silent and he did but we should know that if the lord chooses to work through the woman he is that he is and she becomes a son unto him and no law may bind her for his spirit has set her free you know, in the temple, under the law, the Jews segregated the women in both the temple and in the synagogues. They had a separate court of the women. The women cannot worship with the men. The women cannot participate in the religion of the men. But in the early church, they had no such separation. We've seen that. The women prayed and prophesied. They together and gathered together at Pentecost. They were right there in the midst of the men. And the Holy Spirit, through Paul, wrote in Galatians 3:28, that there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And you see Jesus the Messiah, encouraging Martha to stop serving and to sit down with her sister Mary and to sit at his feet to hear his word. And that position at the feet was assuming the role of discipleship. Now, under the New Covenant, in the New Testament, the woman was a disciple just as much and equal to a man. Can learn, can receive, can be gifted, can be anointed. Always aware of our human nature always desiring to do everything in proper order. But it's been my experience that Christian women who are the least bothered by 1 Corinthians 14, verse 34 and 1 Timothy 2, verse 11 to 12, the two scriptures that most ministers are very hesitant to read, which we started off with, that women who are least bothered by them and who simply accept those scriptures as the word of God and they don't doubt and they don't grumble against them that these are the very ones that the Lord uses mightily in his service because they have fair and intelligent minds they have peaceful and obedient hearts and they have a deep understanding of God's word and the things of his spirit Lord we thank you for your scriptures today Lord, we hope that we've made that, which is a difficult area, clear as you meant it in the New Testament Church. Father God, that we would respect the proper order of things, the nature of things, the procedure we should have in the churches so that everything goes aright, and that, Father, we would be open to the freedom of your Spirit, which anoints and gives equally That we would present ourselves a mature, not a chaotic body to the world, and yet a body that's not dead, but alive by Your Spirit. In Christ Jesus' name we pray,
0: Amen. I know in today's unbelievably busy world, it is difficult to find the time to write. But your words of encouragement are greatly appreciated. Also, if you feel prayerfully led of the Lord to help support the Church Fellowship Outreach of She'er Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, your donations would also be greatly appreciated. Please send all correspondence and make out all donations to She'er Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Christian Tabernacle, post office box, 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405. Once again, that's Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, I would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning for Bible study praise, worship, and the Lord's Supper at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shir Jeshub.